From time to time, news comes in the Indian press about a respected God-man, as sadhus are called sometimes in India, uh, who has been exposed for serious misbehaviors such as uh, sexual impropriety. For a sadhu, any sexual activity is an impropriety. For a sannyasi. And even in some cases, uh, accusations of murder. Sometimes there's... uh, severe infighting in the organization centered around such sadhus. It comes in the press. It's a big, it becomes a big issue and uh, the sadhu becomes discredited. People are very angry at him. Uh, many of his followers, they leave him. Uh, the, the followers also become uh, targets of public abuse. Sometimes the ashrams of such so-called sadhus are attacked. And uh, the so-called rationalists or atheists, they take the opportunity to inform everyone that actually all sadhus are bogus, they're all cheating, and such exposures prove this. And the uh, insinuation is that some sadhus have been found out, but probably most, if not all, are doing something that they shouldn't be doing. It's natural that people become very upset when sadhus are found out to be not very saintly, or in many cases, in, in such cases, less moral than the average man, the Am Admi, who's not even uh, known as a sadhu, he's just an ordinary person. Uh, it becomes especially shocking when people who have been looked up to for their piety, and for their spiritual purity, who are supposed to be uh, godly people. And in some cases, they're advertised as being God themselves. When such people uh, disappoint their followers by turning, to be out, by turning out to be more base in their behavior than even an ordinary man could conceive of being. Now, uh, when such exposures occur, often the ISKCON devotees, who are uh, generally well respected in Indian society, they're often shunned by the public for some time. The public, due to the media propaganda, started to think that all sadhus are bad. 
which is not very logical, because, just because one supposed to be sadhu, or even two or three, turn out to be bad, it doesn't mean that all are bad. And actually, to be a member of ISKCON, uh, it is required that certain principles be followed. No eating of meat, fish, or eggs, no gambling, no intoxication, no uh, illicit sexual connections. And ISKCON members have to follow a rigid sadhana of rising early and following many uh, spiritual practices. So it's illogical for people to lump in ISKCON devotees with uh, these charlatans. But they do, because the public in general are stupid. They're stupid to have accepted such people as sadhus in the first place. The ISKCON devotees uh, are preaching that all these people are bogus, uh, the public should have known that before they were exposed. Then They're not bogus particularly because of their sexual misdemeanors or any other misdemeanors, but their whole preaching makes them bogus. Their whole preaching and their whole outlook makes them bogus from the very beginning. <clears throat> uh, the, 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 all these so-called babas and bappas and amas and shri shris, they're simply cheating the public by presenting themselves as spiritual leaders when they don't give the actual teachings of Shastra, the actual spiritual knowledge of Bhagavad Gita, and, in cell, and, and instead, set them, in, instead of promoting Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which is the ultimate and only truth which can which is the only real spiritual knowledge and which is the only knowledge which can really help people, they instead uh, enjoy being lauded by their followers as great saintly persons while talking all nonsense, taking the money of their followers. And uh, even if they don't indulge in impropriety, in, in what is considered gross, uh, immoral, Acts, the very fact that they are posing as spiritual leaders when they have nothing of actual spiritual benefit to offer is in itself the worst immorality. But people are stupid, and they, they want to be. Actually, people want to be cheated by these by sadhus. They want to have a nice feeling of being somewhat spiritual and religious while they're actually being totally materialistic, and therefore they like these cheating sadhus who uh, give blessings to their followers but never tell them to uh, alter their consciousness and come out from the materialistic way of thinking and understand that everything in this world is temporary, that this world is not a place for our enjoyment. But rather people go to sadhus or in other religions, they may go to the churches or whatever, and they they expect that by the blessings of God or by the blessings of their guru, they're going to get relief from their distress, relief from their problems and blessings so that they can uh, enjoy life very well in this material world, which is nonsense because, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita and as any actually spiritually awakened person can understand, this material world is simply a place of suffering. Sadhu's duty is to instruct this 
to his followers and to everyone else. But people don't like to hear this. Uh, they like to be cheated. So they shouldn't be angry at the sadhus when the sadhus are found out to be uh, cheaters because the sadhus were cheaters from the very beginning and the people who are now angry at the sadhus, they were cooperating with the so-called sadhus from the very beginning in the cheating business. The people who are blaming the sadhus, they're also cheaters. Otherwise they wouldn't have supported such cheaters. Ironically, the ISKCON devotees, they preach against all these cheaters uh, but people don't want to listen and they blame us for pointing out the defects of all these cheaters. And when these cheaters are exposed, instead of saying that to the ISKCON devotees, well, actually, you were right, uh, they instead, they, they, with, with double foolishness, they blame the ISKCON devotees for being in the same category as the bogus sadhus who are now exposed. So people's whole... Uh, outlook on sadhus is completely warped. Warped. W-A-R-P-E-D. Means distorted. <coughs> they don't know actually what a sadhu is meant to be. They've, they've manufactured a concept of what a sadhu should be. That a sadhu is someone who's nice, he smiles, he gives blessings, he tells you to be good, he makes you feel good. And uh, there are many cheating sadhus who like to fit in this category and people think that this is spiritual. But a real sadhu is one who tells you that material life is not good. And simply being so-called good and nice and smiling at people and even giving up tobacco and alcohol, that is not in and of itself actual spiritual life, which means to give up all material desires and completely surrender to Krishna. People don't like to hear this, and they, they don't have the habit of hearing from sadhus. They only like, which is actually the function that the disciple is supposed to execute in relationship with the guru, of hearing the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita as it is, unadulterated. But people have never executed such a function, and therefore uh, they. Uh, <coughs> They are caught in the foolishness of considering manifest cheaters. I mean, actually, as I was saying, all these Amas, Appas, Babas, Shri Shris, they're clearly rascal cheaters, nonsense, fools. It's, it's, you don't have to be brilliantly intelligent to understand this. In that respect, the so-called rationalists are correct, that these people are cheaters. The people don't like to understand this. They won't hear this. And because, but because they've never executed the function of hearing from actual sadhus, uh, therefore they, they think that the ISKCON sadhus are also some kind of just uh, ashivad or blessings dispensers. <laughs> and they, they can't hear any such message. So the ISKCON devotees themselves, they shouldn't fall into that category of becoming blessings pious blessings dispensers, but they should go on speaking the truth even if people don't like to hear it. In some sense, the so-called rationalists are better because at least they propose to uh, execute their intelligence in understanding all these matters. The fact that they're not that intelligent, uh, that doesn't help them very much. They, the so-called rationalists who reject all sadhus should be intelligent enough to understand that 
Even if there are millions of cheating sadhus, and unfortunately there are, that doesn't mean that all persons uh, who appear as sadhus are cheaters. Persons who propose to be rationalistic, they should consider that the teachings of Bhagavad Gita are actually very relevant and true, that this material world is a miserable place and everything here is, is temporary. That's a fact. Why not consider that and try to understand what the teachings of Bhagavad Gita are? But unfortunately, uh, we live in an age of the cheaters and the cheated. And uh, even to speak the truth like this, even, no one uh, is willing to hear it. They'll become angry. Sach baleto mare lati jhut jagate mohai. There's one saying that if one speaks the truth, people will beat him with sticks. But if you speak all lies, uh, everyone will be bewildered and they'll think, oh, it's, it's all very nice. So don't be bewildered by outward experiences. Just, you see, the monkey may appear to be a very good sadhu. The monkey and the, the sage or rishi in the forest, they may appear to be the same. The monkey... And the sadhu, they both live in the forest. They both live on fruit. They both go naked. They both don't have any possessions or any home. But the monkey is a monkey. And his business is to um, make trouble and enjoy many female monkeys. Whereas the sadhu, the actual rishi, is concerned with spiritual advancement. So, uh, one should have the power of discrimination to uh, understand the difference between a monkey and an actual saintly person. Most of the saintly persons of the world are simply monkeys jumping around and uh, people, they're they're followed by monkey-like followers who become disturbed that all later on when they find out that their so-called guru is... uh, more of a monkey than they'd actually uh, expected him to be. But then the the followers, they're also monkeys because they're simply interested in sense gratification. So if you're a monkey, then don't be surprised if your guru, so-called guru, is a monkey. If you want to be a human being, or better still, if you want to be actually elevated in spiritual life, then you better be serious about approaching a bona fide spiritual master. If one is actually serious to understand the spiritual science, then they should approach a guru. But people are not serious. They want to be cheated. And therefore Krishna sends them a cheater. So you got what you deserved. Now if you really want to be serious about spiritual life, come to someone who can actually teach you, who doesn't make compromises with all these rascals and fools and shri shris and so on. Anything else I should say? Yeah. <coughs> what is real sadhu? Who is real sadhu? Yeah, real sadhu is one who who uh, follows Bhagavad Gita as it is, who who understands the difference between matter and spirit, who is not interested in uh, material sense gratification, who lives in this world for the benefit of others without any personal desire, simply to serve Krishna who he understands from all the scriptures to be the supreme absolute truth. No one else can properly be termed a sadhu.
real sadhu means vacho vegam, manasakrodha vegam. can put the whole verse. Yes. People should study this verse and the purport given by Srila Prabhupada. Another point is that uh, after some time of exposure and bad publicity, the, ex- the exposed cheaters, they just go on with business as usual. There's, there's so many sadhus who have been exposed, just like the, there's one so-called Baba in South India who allows himself to be called Bhagavan. He's been exposed for pedo- pedophilia and for... Uh, Trickery in, in his uh, tr- what is it? Staged miracles or his miracles are just some magic tricks. But still, even apparently intelligent people, even people who are materially intelligent and well educated, many of them, despite the clear exposure of him being very low class person. They go on believing in him as God. And there are so many like this. In fact, even the bad publicity, it may even uh, increase their foolish followers' faith in them more. Which just goes to uh, underline Einstein's, one of Einstein's saying that he said both the universe and people's stupidity are unlimited. Uh, what is it? He said both people's stupidity and both the universe and people's stupidity are unlimited. And I'm not I'm, I'm not fully sure about the first one. In other words, the second one, it's, it's quite clear that people are just stupid. Well, this upholds Christ, what Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita about people having achala shraddha, an, an immovable faith in that which they should they should not have faith in. It's all the action of maya. Maya means that which is not. So people asatyare satya karimani they accept that which is untrue to be true. So our call is to people to tamasima jyotirgamaya, come out of the darkness and come into the light. Krishna surya sama maya hoy andhaka jaha krishna taha nahi maya adhika. Utishta jagrata prapya varanli bodhata. Get up, wake up, attain the boon of human life. How many people are ready for that? Either you accept the truth or you're cheated. Do you want the truth or do you want to be cheated? The choice is yours. It is sometimes seen that members of the Krishna conscious movement, including some of its prominent leaders, are also exposed for acts unbecoming of satyrs.
However, a devotee of Krishna, particularly one who is seriously striving to fully surrender to Krishna, is always in a better position than anyone else, including those sadhus who are not exclusively focused on Krishna, yet rigidly adhere to moral principles. This may seem uh, like a hypocritical statement, but it is not because it is the statement of Sri Krishna himself in Bhagavad Gita, Apichet Sudhara Charo Bhajate Mamananya Bhag. Even if engaged in most abominable activities, one who is desirous of fully surrendering to me, who has no other object in life, is certainly to be considered a sadhu. How is it possible that one who is fully focused on Krishna as the goal of his life could possibly indulge in most abominable activities? It is possible because of previous bad habits that a devotee, even a serious devotee, may circumstantially slip into. This does not exonerate habitually bad activities in the name of bhakti nor give a license for using the banner of bhakti to cheat others even within the realm of devotion to Krishna cheaters should be distinguished from genuine saints. Unfortunately, even in the field of Krishna Bhakti, there is much uh, profiteering, personal indulgence, and so on. <laughs> 
as Karl Marx rightly pointed out, religion is the opiate of the people. It should not be, and it need not be. But unfortunately, it is very easy to exploit people's uh, pious inclinations. Therefore, the Krishna Consciousness Movement advocates, as Sri Krishna himself does in Bhagavad Gita, a scientific rather than a sentimental, fanatical, blind, or in other ways foolish approach to religion. Everything should be understood uh, philosophically. This uh, or these comments are not meant as a diatribe, not meant as a sectarian diatribe, but should be understood in light of the teachings of Bhagavad Gita as it is which unfortunately for the people of the world and particularly so for Hindus who should know it is very little studied and even less followed. The Krishna Conscious Movement recognizes that there are many sincere and pious sadhus who are not deliberately cheating people or making a personality cult around themselves. These comments are the, the derogatory comments in this article are not specifically directed against them. However, even such sadhus would become real sadhus or sadhus in the full sense of the term if they could simply accept the verdict of Shastra that Krishna is the Param Satya and the only really auspicious path, Sanmarga, for the Jiva is to recognize this 